0: joining us again. Look, we threatened this a while back, Jared. I believe when we did uh, Ghost in the Machine, is that correct, is when I threatened this particular film? Yeah, I think that's when the conversation <laughs> started. Began. I, You told me we were not fucking watching this thing. <laughs> Strangely enough, you bought it on uh, Blu-ray? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Brain Scan. I believe you bought a two-pack, though. Yeah. Brain Scan mixed with Mind Warp. Wow! So that'll get a run. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's a fucking, it's a no brainer. Yeah. So, Brain's Canned and Off ninety four. One of those sort of techno horror films.
1: <laughs> that beloved genre. Yeah,
0: that genre that kind of unfortunately died out. <laughs> I'm not really sure why, but uh, before we get to that, Jared, I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions about uh, a, a little while back. You bought Predator Hunting Grounds. Yep. So we're going to. I just want to just touch base briefly on that, because obviously we're, we're fairly big into our gaming as well, and obviously it's, a, it's a, a film property made by the same guys that made Friday the 13th. Same type of premise, is that not correct? Yeah, kind of very like, similar. Uh, one uh, against... Yeah, I can't remember what they call it. Asymmetric. Asymmetric,
1: yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, one against, one against four in S- this one. So, how is it? Look, I don't mind it. It's a bit of fun. Extremely repetitive, but there is sort of as you progress through the levels there's some pretty cool customization options for the characters and the predators they've just dropped Dutch as well so we've picked up the Dutch skin and um having a bit of fun with that there's a lot of people that aren't real pleased with the the gameplay that they find that the mechanics and whatnot of the of the the shooter aspect of it aren't all that great but I've I am not someone who plays those, ga- those particular games a lot. Like you, I'm more into the kind of adventure sort of uncharted-type games, the sports games and things like that. So I find that stuff to be okay. I can see a few little issues with it, but overall it's a bit of fun, and I feel like, much like Friday the 13th, it would be far superior if it was you and a bunch of mates. And I would like a bit more variation with the maps. Like all the maps seem to be the same in when you when you sort of cut it down to it they're all very similar i personally would have liked much like the films give me a city hunter or give me a predator predator planet from predators or something like that but it seems like they're going to have some of that downloadable content on the way so i'll kind of enjoy it for what it is
0: right so uh, do you feel it's got any, a decent bit of legs or is it just another one of these ones where maybe you might get a good six months out of it and that's that's kind of it? I feel like, um, and me and you have sort of discussed this and you, you brought up some points to this too,
1: I'm a fan of what Ilphonic's doing. They've got some good ideas, but I just feel like, uh, similar to you, that they might have made some similar mistakes with this one that they did with Friday the 13th.
0: Hmm.
1: I mean, there's already essentially i haven't played a an online game with the predator for more more than about twice because it's you have to wait a lot longer for a game and sometimes when you're waiting it'll drop down so it's three people in the game or two people in the game and so essentially i've just played as the fire team which kind of sucks you'd like to have a a bit of both experience um i don't know maybe i could be a bit more patient but when i'm playing i want to play i don't want to sit there scratching my fucking balls scratching my balls for 15 minutes before we actually start the game you know Mm. so yeah i feel like perhaps they have made a few made a few of the same mistakes as they did
0: with friday which is weird because wouldn't you have learned from this well, I think you have from these so. mistakes, and you've you've got another property on your hands. It's got a built-in audience and a built-in playing group. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just thinking, well, why wouldn't you come out with a single-player missions as well? Well, some sort of single-player to get people in. Yeah, I just think, like
1: I've never been a fan of these games that are just strictly online multiplayer, mm. because I've always been someone who liked the single, single game, single player experiences on a lot of these games. I liked playing through a, a, a set amount of levels. That's not to say that I don't think there's a place for multiplayer. There absolutely is. And something like Red Dead Redemption has sort of extended the life of, of a game because I'm playing the multiplayer um, version of it as well. But it had a fucking phenomenal story and lengthy story to play through to begin with. Yeah and the online is an extension of that like that to me that's how how gaming is should be yeah i feel like you've you've got to you've got to start with some sort of single player experience of it and even just give us some bots for those but, times that we can't get a fucking game as the predator but we want to play but jared you
0: to me you've got to appease both sides of the coin so yeah. why not have a little bit of even if it's just like 10 missions like they had with Friday the 13th
1: yeah. Um, took
0: it's, it's, to get it took forever to get those. It took forever to get those, but when they finally did get them, you know, that kind of prolonged things a little bit. Yeah, and at least you could learn how to play as the
1: characters doing that and then jump into the online. And, yeah. But yeah, I'm not. Look, I think Predator Hunting Grounds is similar. The, the lifespan will be short unless, you know, I get a crew of people together that will play it regularly. Then I could say, you know, we would have a couple of good sessions of a Friday night or something like that, but. Beyond that, I don't think it's going
0: to have a lot of legs for myself. Yep. That's just me, though. All right. Fair enough. Just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Mm. All right. Let's take a break. Here's the trailer to 1994's Brain Scan. Now I have your attention. Please allow me to introduce myself. My name is Trickster. What was that? only watching death 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 our tip oh lord michael's seen it go for it man done it played it look i've played them all and just when he thought he'd die of boredom brain scared The ultimate experience in interactive terror. Never leave home without it. (laughs) You're in the game, man. You're in control. You must think like a killer. Cover up any clues. Leave no witnesses, no evidence. A challenge you can't resist.
1: It was so real. It was sick. See, I told you, man. I told you it would blow your mind.
0: A game you can't escape.
1: There was a grisly murder in the quiet suburban town of
0: Mountview today. So you did it. What was all that shit? It's not a game anymore, Hamilton and Hinton. It's real. It wasn't supposed to be real! Real, unreal, what's the difference? I didn't kill the man. I didn't even know him. You're in this now. You won't survive on your own. Ah! You started this and now you're afraid to finish it just like you're afraid of everything else. I will kill her! Kill her! And the witness has to die. Edward Furlong. Frank Langella. And introducing T. Ryder Smith as the trickster. Brain scan. I can't wait to see what you do next. Brainscan from 1994, directed by John Flynn, who also directed some Seagal, a Seagal picture out for justice. It's The story was by Brian Owens, who wrote Happy Hell Night, and the screenplay was by Andrew Kevin Walker, who wrote Seven. It's produced by M- M- Michael Roy, who produced Loaded Weapon 1, National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1. Mm. So it stars Edward Furlong as Michael, Frank Langella as de- Detective Hayden, and T. Ryder Smith as the trickster. I couldn't find a budget for it. I t- assume it probably wasn't high. Mm. And the box office was $4.3 million worldwide. Now, John Flynn allegedly, according to Internet Movie Database, did not get on well with Edward Furlong during filming. He later said, quote, Eddie Furlong was a 15-year-old kid who couldn't act. You had to slap him awake every morning. I don't want to get into knocking people, but I was not a big fan of Eddie Furlong. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Again, I don't know how true that is and whether that was actually stated in the press, but it was on Internet Movie Database. All right, Jared, look. Talk me through brain scan. You forced me to watch it.
1: <laughs> I did
0: not. I mean, let's. Uh,
1: there's, there's a debate over over who's to blame for this. But look, I think you you me to watch it. You, sort of, you you might have sort of stacked the kindling, and I might have then said, Oh fuck, we're never watching that." And then I kind of might have dropped a match on there and said, "Maybe we'll match, watch it."
0: You and fucking then... got out the bloody gasoline and started.
1: In any case, where does this? I sit? went with it. I went with it too. I feel like there is some ideas that were, would be worth exploring and there was scenes that came together to, to say there could be an intriguing little sort of thriller in this, this concept, but I didn't need the trickster at all. The trickster being clearly informed by one Fred Kruger was also a big, big misstep for mine. And it seems like, I don't know the backstory of the film, but it seems like that might have just been in there. It, It feels out of place and it feels like if there's a character here, we need that to be our Kruger. And that was a big misstep. Any time there was a scene where things were coming together, it was just broken up by that fucking bozo <laughs> on, on the screen. There's also I got some big, big issues with what appears to me to be the message of the film. That is very dated and and just nonsense, to be honest. So yeah, I ended up with a two. Someone like our uh, Frankie Langella might have might have dragged it dragged it back up, you, up to a two I'm for a me.
0: Okay, I'm in agreement. I went for a one and a half. I think the film as you said, has intriguing ideas and some of those ideas could have been mined for some pretty interesting stuff. But almost insisting upon having this ridiculous fucking villain who appears and talks smack and does all this stupid shit is what sinks it. It's it's, it's Achilles' heel is -hmm. to have this ridiculous character that as you said, seems to be Freddy Krueger, but has none of Freddy's menace and stuff from the original films, and is not even really as, doesn't even have the one-liners that Freddy no. had at times. And in those times, of F- Freddy was at his, some of his worst. Yeah. But, so I don't know why they decided to take kind of the worst of Freddy <laughs> and put it into a film, <laughs> which seems weird. Yeah. Every time the trickster is on screen, it's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> it's it's of, like
1: they watched part four through six of Elm Street and said, how could we make Freddie worse?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right, a red bubba. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Leather pants, anyone? It's <laughs> uh, he, just, it's really embarrassing to have him. Hmm. And on top of all that, the visual effects, which are, you know, quite pronounced uh hideously dated mm. and, uh, you know yeah it's hard to knock that stuff because it's 1994 but even by 94 standards I' yeah. oh, say they weren't great so yeah one and a half not a not a good not <laughs> a good film <laughs> like really not 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 a good representation of trying to sort of build a Freddy. it would seem they're trying to build a bit of a franchise type of starter <laughs> 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 they <But, like, laughs> Maybe I'm giving them too much credit. But, okay, the likes. What are they? There are a couple of things. Yeah, there is. The idea of kind of having this virtual reality computer game that you kind of go into and it ends in real murder and you're not sure what, what, you know, blurring the lines between what you actually did and whether you were playing a game. Yeah. That shit is interesting.
1: Yeah, and the way that it was, uh, this is probably its own like I suppose the way that some of those scenes were shot, starting with the POV, yeah. was actually pretty good.
0: I actually think that
1: was it's the best scene in the film when he first plays the disc. Yeah, one of that that first particular one started off really well. I mean, she went downhill when the <laughs> the murder becomes kind of. Well, this could be this could be a little bit chilling and a bit kind of, um, yeah, uh, a bit shocking to. Laughable and like leaps out of bed and starts <laughs> flailing around the room, exactly.
0: Yeah, so but that, but that particular, as you s-
1: said, he's like Nordberg on a cross, <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking wandering
0: over the windows, has got his hand, he's falling into a birthday cake. <laughs> so, but that sequence in itself is probably the film's kind of diamond in the sense that it's shot from a PAV, it's got the trickster, see, that's where the trickster. Even if you didn't want to call him the trickster, should have been a voiceover yeah. that just walks you through. The That's gate. when he's
1: effective when yeah. he's starting. When he, you know you see Furlong sort of standing out the side of the house and you hear him there going the gate, yeah, and things like that. And you know when he gets to the to the kitchen or wherever he is when he gets grabs pick the one. knife and he's pick one, yeah, yeah, like that sort of stuff is is pretty good. And you could imagine that could be that could have been mined a little bit more for when he becomes a bit. For the film's message, which I've got a bit to say about later on, but mm. you could see it could have been mined a bit more, seeing Furlong become a bit more comfortable in it, and yeah,
0: or it could have also been mined in the opposite direction of not sure what's what's real. Well, this is the thing: and you build he's not the sure.
1: He's not sure, but I felt like there should have been a point where he's becoming a bit comfortable with it. Yeah, from what I got from the film's message, when he's becoming desensitized. Yeah, true. To the violence or whatever. And then comes back to this. Oh, this
0: is fucking real, you know? Like I felt like they could have gone that 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 way a little bit more. And that was a, a starting point where they could have, you know, got some mileage out of and brought it up a little bit there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, look, Frank Langella, he's fucking phoning it in. He's barely. in. he's phoning it in, all right. He's
1: even on the phone in some scenes,
0: delivering his performance. Um, Look, I, I think he's sending it in via fucking (laughs) pager. Yeah, yeah. He's, but oh well, it was was
1: via fucking uh, virtual reality (laughs) (laughs) or or whatever Edward Furlong was running in his in his uh, room. As I said to you, it's more reliable than fucking Siri is these (laughs) days. I mean, I say hey Google, and the fucking thing does. Even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> this bloke's managed to ring it all up, so he's, he can do anything. Fucking there.
0: Igor rings buddy. Anybody?
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, Igor. Uh, ring Frank Langella and get him yeah. to fucking send his performance <laughs> over, please.
0: Langella is barely in it. He phones it in, but he's a commanding presence on screen, and, and he fits. The he fits only the role. time the film has any kind of acting juice is when Langella's there, and that's saying a lot considering he's phoning in. Yeah. He's phoning in, yet he's by far the most accomplished actor there. But the
1: scenes, like, when he turns up and he's, you know, he's got a couple of bits where he's, where he's talking to Edward Furlong's character and he's kind of... That's the only time where you're like fucking clenched up for a minute, going, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, he, he knows. knows he onto, he's he on something. He's on. He's onto him here, and he delivers it as such. Like he's not playing his hand, but you yeah. can tell this guy knows. This guy's catching on. You know, like and that could
0: have been again mined a bit more. Yeah, I mean, again. Frank, can you stay for two more days? Do you think no, we would we'll have had Frank, Frank and the Trickster?
1: Frank and the Trickster, know sharing the screen <laughs> together. <laughs> oh,
0: uh, surely Frank would not bloody <laughs> condone his top foolery. No, <laughs> and he will not put up with it. Or as
1: I was mistaken when I first kicked off the picture, for a brief second, I thought Langella was the Trickster <laughs> for a second. I was like, oh yeah. I'm no, no, sorry, I'm mistaken. <laughs> you, was,
0: you like, fucking <laughs> idiot, go. Oh, Langella in a dual role. I'm like, what? <laughs> No,
1: he's not. Look, I was, I was fucking. I'd had my brain scanned for a minute or two, and I just sort of, I forgot where I was going, you know. And then I thought, yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, you're right. It's not individual. Right? <laughs> I believe your words were fucking. Frank Gill has got more fucking sense than that. Though. <laughs>
0: I mean, this this is at his, this is his, one of his lower points in his career. Imagine if he'd have been the trickster as well. Yeah, I should have
1: oh. known. I should have known. Look, even you could get him into a skeletal costume, but <laughs> he, even he wouldn't have got into those leather strides.
0: <laughs> he was in his 50s. At the time he made this film, he was not getting into the leather strides. I can tell you now. Okay, personal favourite. Uh, Kyle burns <laughs> Yes. Absolutely. Birds fell on with the with the classic immortal line. Sausage dick. (laughs) Uh, Yep. I
1: haven't I haven't been able to stop saying it since we saw it. (laughs) I mean next time you call me up, you can expect me to answer and go, Hey, sausage dick!
0: Oh <laughs> god I loved it. I don't, just... get what the, I don't
1: get what the I get what the insult is there either. Like are we talking Well
0: <laughs> is... <laughs> is Furlong's dick like... <laughs> like is it actually a sausage or what? <laughs> I
1: don't know. I'm Like to work is that it in fact <laughs> Yeah, on the, yeah, on the inside.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I think that's it. it. Is it, is it a he in or fact a has a sausage for a dick. That's why he's calling him sausage dick. Solved. <laughs> or is it? Or is it a
0: jack? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, it did. It, it, look, it played well though. Mean,
1: yeah, it played like a treat. I don't think it was meant to, but you know, I, I get it when in uh, you know in scary movie when someone says, "Hey, thumb dick," I get what you get. I get the gag there. <laughs> hey. Sausage dick I don't
0: really get it. <laughs> Ah yeah Kyle Great bloke We'll get to him Possibly yep. not in this section <laughs> No Alright I did like the fact Even though I don't know How well represented Or how well handled This was In the sense of I like the fact That the main character Is a horror fan It's good to see Those sorts of fans You know The horror fans like us kind of um, portrayed on screen. Now, it was 1994. Yeah, well, look, I don't know about you, but I'm not a sausage dick, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like the required (laughs) fucking dick dimension (laughs) to be included in this crew. But (laughs) what I I guess I liked about it was it was kind of like, this was 94, so uh, you weren't seeing a lot of that. You're seeing a lot more of it now on screen? Yeah. Uh, as characters who are, have interest in horror and interest in those type of things. Seeing a lot more of it now. This was 94. It was good to see it. Yeah. I don't um, know if it was super successful. Yeah, look. I mean, like. I never wore flannel.
1: I yeah. get. <laughs> you had a bowl cut. No, uh, no, never, no, I never, a never had undercut. Not, never had a fucking <laughs> undercut. Go on. <laughs> um, I, I, look. I kinda get what you what you're saying and to an extent I did. Like I liked the you know, seeing them reference Fangoria and yeah. reading it in in particular Post-its scenes and wall, things like that. But I feel that. like what I got out of the film says <laughs> well, it's not so good to be that.
0: Yeah, in look, the end, that was where probably where the film fun. goes. Yeah, that so. was probably its its problem was it was pushing it in a direction that was perhaps a little bit Negative towards it, which yeah. which I don't agree with, and obviously, you know, we're not watching. We're watching these films because we are interested in horror and stuff like that. And yeah. I think that probably the the way the film handled it wasn't great. Yeah, but does that probably rolls into what you were saying about the message? Yep, which definitely wasn't great. No, uh, that's kind of all I had.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had one more. The scenes where the scenes where the cops and the neighborhood watch are searching. And whatever is where I felt like it drifted back into what where we could have got a kind of exciting sort of thrillery sort of picture. Yeah. There was a couple of bits in there where I felt like, yeah, we're approaching Where was hiding something. and the dog's looking for him. Yeah, yeah. And Frank Langella again is, is on the scene for yeah. for quite a quite a few minutes without having to be fucking subjected to the trickster again. So yeah. <laughs>
0: Are we sure that fucking Frank McGill, he wasn't fucking Max Headroom? <laughs> I'm just, I just fucking wagging him on the screen with a few things in the background. Yeah, maybe. All right, you got anything else?
1: No, that was, yeah. All
0: few, right. Oh, hang on, I did have one. Sausage <laughs> dick! Yeah, of course, so, well,
1: that, that deserves another mention. Yeah. At the very start. Only at the start where it said music by George Clinton. We had a burst of nostalgia there yes. for the, the good old days of NBA, NBA Live. 2000. The
0: mothership, the, connection. the mothership connection. I don't really know what George. I'm, asking, I'm assuming it's the same George Clinton. Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, so yeah. I mean the music was pretty generic. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, George, it wasn't. It was, oh, I felt like that. that uh, kind, kind of collecting the check, and I was
1: I was having that nostalgic moment. Then when I heard the music, I thought, oh shit, <laughs> maybe we could just play yeah,
0: NBA Live and get exactly that, and get, <laughs> <that>. <laughs> get back to that. All right, nothing else. That was it. All right, dislikes. I'm going k- start off by giving Furlong a good kicking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He is a terrible actor. I don't know if he's got any better because I know this was back in the uh, that period when he first started. Yeah, uh, I don't. I mean, just I don't. I don't keep up with his current films, so I don't know if he's got better.
1: Just quickly, I don't think it's the same George. <laughs> <Clinton>. <laughs> I just, had a, just had a quick look on IMDb. Different George Clinton. Different George Clinton. <laughs> no one of the music was so shit. Yeah, we needed the mother. Real George
0: Clinton. <laughs> Furlong is terrible. Now I thought he was kind of decent in T two. Mm-hmm. He, he he got that role okay, and it was a pretty meaty role, if I remember correctly. T2, he's in that a fair bit. So it's kind of like he went backwards. It kind of feels like he, they thought he was a heartthrob or he was a sort of a you know a leading man, but he, he's not. He's not mm-hmm. a leading man's ass. I mean, he couldn't, you know, the only thing he's convincing at Been a shit
1: actor. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. He's a
0: convincingly shit actor.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was a a bit late where, as you said, he couldn't even convince us that he was limping. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. He sort of... I mean, he had
0: one kneecap missing and he still couldn't bloody pull it off. Put a rock in your shoe, idiot. Yeah, yeah,
1: the old bottle cap something. Yeah. There's there's tricks, Edward, that we could ask the trickster. He could have fucking provided you with some of them, perhaps. No,
0: he would have said, wear some leather pants. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and also figless gloves. (laughs) Um, Something like that. So he is pretty bad. Yeah. I think really most of them are pretty bad, bar Frank Langella. The rest of the cast is sort of one note. There's not much there. Mm -hmm. The guy playing, the, the character of Kyle... Ooh, I had real struggles with him, yeah. even though he's only on screen for a short period. Yeah. He and he does produce fucking... the best line of the film, of course. Yeah. But he's just boorish, he's unfunny. He was a real sausage dick <laughs> when it comes down to it, wasn't he? He was just... Yeah. yeah. He, he His character was just, whenever he was on screen, it was kind of like, we just need this guy to go. Yeah. And that's not good. Like That's not good when they're... They're trying to sort of build this relationship because the film's trying to build this relationship between Furlong and him, yeah, as being best mates. But as I said to you, he starts off and he's kind of like. You know,
1: he's talking about, oh yeah, you gotta check out this game, you can pull out chainsaws and all this sort of shit, and then talking about, oh yeah, you know, this is gonna be the fucking scariest experience ever or whatever, and then finishes up, and of course calls him Sausage Dick, <laughs> and then finishes it off with, hey, uh, buddies forever, or something like that. And I'm like,
0: what the <laughs> <laughs> where this come <coming> from?
1: Yeah. <laughs> this is not a normal oh, direction. You do not kick off a conversation with, hey, Sausage Dick, and finish it off with, Buddies forever? No, it
0: doesn't doesn't go like that. And it was kind of being used as kind of like a something to fall back on later. Yeah, and, yeah, and, definitely. And she comes past with the petition, petition he's put yeah. together to get the horror club back up and running. Yeah. So
1: it I was think I would have signed the um, other petition to so, say yeah, get these fucking dickheads out of the school.
0: Yeah. I found the opening a little bit disjointed. I kind of. I got the sense, I understood what it ended up meaning is that he's having a bad dream and he's dreaming about when he he had a car accident that killed his mother and he was only a young kid, he was only about 10 or something. Yep. But there's no need for that. There's no need to show him sweating in bed and everything as Edward Furlong and then cutting back to when he's young. Just show the the accident and then he wakes up.
1: Yeah, I mean, you did that anyway, right?
0: Yeah. So... Piss the extra bits off because it felt really disjointed. They kept cutting back and forth, was to show us that this, we're talking, this is Edward Furlong.
1: Yeah. Aside from the fact that he sweats like no man, I've mean, ever fucking seen in my life. <laughs> he's, he's cracking God, one of the all-time mate. great sweats. Seriously, I mean, fucking Patrick Ewing would have been proud of what he was working up there. But yeah, it just felt like um, I don't know. We we kind of we kind of got it. Yeah. We got the we got the mess or well, where you were going, but it, we just kind of got. Beat around the head with it. Yeah. Yeah, it just felt a a little bit
0: disjointed, a bit long. And look, Johnny Flynn, or John Flynn, the director, I mean, he didn't really have much of a grasp on the action genre when he made Out for Justice. (laughs) And he doesn't really have a grasp on this either. Mm. Like, there's no sequences that that garner any tension bar that one bit in the POV when he's playing the game. There's not really any kind of or anything in the film. Like, again, I think tonally I didn't really know where it was because the trickster feels like a comedic character. Yeah. So what what are you trying to accomplish?
1: Well, it was scarier when he wasn't on the, on the screen. Like, whenever the trickster was there, that's where it was just so uneven. Like, the trickster was trying for... Oh, was he even trying for laughs? Because it wasn't even a laugh to be had. I no. think he was trying, but as you said, it was like the worst of Freddy Krueger, but without the lines. And I mean, fuck, we both, the only time we laughed was when he, he started dancing
0: <laughs> for some reason. He turned up in his room, put on a CD, and starts gyrating around <laughs> on his bed. Like, what? Like, but what are you trying to accomplish with that?
1: Yeah, I don't Is, know.
0: If you were going to use the trickster. Right. If you are absolutely set, dead set on the trickster, you make him uh, like an entity, a darkness. He's in the darkness talking, you know, but not inter- like not coming out of that darkness. You you need to change up what they did because what but they end up ap- doing. If he appears,
1: he's like the 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 devil on the shoulder telling you what to do. But I mean, this one it was it was like a fucking. He had that kind of impish behaviour where he was fucking cackling and carrying on and yeah. you know doing doing silly things and that's when it just
0: all went pear shaped. And thought. this is um, this is this would have been after Freddy's dead. Yeah, like this was a couple of years after Freddy's dead. Mm-hmm. So at that point, Freddy had kind of descended into that kind of stick yep. as well. So I can kind of see why the filmmakers thought maybe this is the way to go. Can you? No, I I'm can't. Fuck <laughs> you, I gave can't. Freddy's dead as zero. No, no, I can't. In a sense of money, maybe this or is what the kids are interested in. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, what kids? Go, fuck, fuck this <laughs> yeah. is a straight
1: face. Yeah, the sausage
0: dicks are, yeah, in <laughs> are interested in this. The sausage dicks are interested in this. This sort of stuff, but it just—it didn't work. Yeah. The trickster is an embarrassment.
1: <laughs> he is. He is.
0: Every time he comes on screen... And I don't and then,
1: think the guy that's playing him... I haven't seen a lot of his other work, but I don't think... He doesn't strike me as a, as a bad actor. No. But he's clearly just... I mean, he delivers lines and sounds just like Robert Englund does.
0: Yeah. And they've got him made up with, like, his mouth deliberately kind of made bigger and he's got these false teeth in and he's—he's—you know, he's got the red mullet for some reason... <laughs> I mean, mullets were out in 94, weren't they? There was a small subsection of the world that might have used it, but they weren't in style, were they? I
1: don't know whether it was supposed to be stylish. I mean, the red mullet and leather pants wasn't exactly...
0: And this kind of garish jacket, suit jacket he's wearing, and, like, it, the, whole, the whole look is bad, the whole... Tone of what he was supposed to be is bad. Like, I'm just... I'm, I'm kind of baffled by the choices. And I'm, I'm actually... I would wonder if this film has some studio interference. Well... Perhaps the script was not quite like this. It felt like The Trickster was...
1: Just shoehorned in, which maybe that's why it, sounded, it was.
0: The trickster sounded like a producer's note. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. It this guy. Yeah, I
1: love the script, but when he's playing the game, do you reckon we could have a character in leather pants and a red mullet? I've even got a name. We're going to call him the trickster. Right, sounds
0: brilliant. What do you brilliant. think? Yeah.
1: And, uh, and um... Yeah, before you get back to me, just remember that um, I've got the I've got the uh, power to say yes or no. Yeah, I've this got the checkbook. Oh yeah, okay. Let's let's throw the trickster in there.
0: Now this is one of the more interesting. No, not interesting. This is one of the bits of the film that I kind of I'm I need some answers, Jared, because Eddie Furlong he kind of joins the scumbaggery hall of fame. Yep. A touch because he keeps looking out at his next door neighbour. Mhm. Right. Yep. And we, the first time we meet her, he's watching her from his window. Yes. She seems to be getting undressed. He then brings over a camera to yes. kind of get a closer look. Mm-hmm. She does get naked. hmm My understanding, and please correct me if I'm wrong, is they were both supposed to be teenagers. Yeah. Now, the actress was not a teenager. No. She was... Yeah, twenty four or twenty five, so that's fine. But in the context of what they were trying to say, this is a teenager. It's a pretty kind of not real, not a real good no thing to be doing. I
1: I personally not something that we wanted in our movies. And Um,
0: to add to that, that's the first time we meet her. Yep. So they have no interaction in that scene. They then have no interaction until about the forty five minute mark. Correct. And you're supposed to sort of believe that, oh, she's in love with him or she likes him and he likes her. That's lunacy.
1: Yeah. Well, we find out you know, going into spoiler territory, but we find out later on that she's been taking pictures of him too. <laughs> so it's, uh, like it's, it's a trying very up the
0: elusive <laughs> sausage thing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. its
0: natural habitat. Oh, look, I haven't,
1: spoken, I haven't spoken to you, but look, I've heard on the vine that you have a sausage cock and I want to check it out. I, I, was just, I was snapping away, but it was like trying to get a picture of Bigfoot. It was like okay.
0: a Loch Ness. I thought I saw Nessie, but I was wrong. <laughs>
1: Bang. What do you call it?
0: Cocky.
1: <laughs> 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 ah, yeah. Jesus. Um, yeah, but the, just, whole thing the whole thing—the whole thing's that, really uncomfortable. There's,
0: but there's no real characterization either. Yeah, you've got, the whole idea of characterization is that those two. Are skirting around a, a potential relationship? Yes. That never really material, yeah, materialized. The relationship. It. Is <laughs> based that we don't even bother to fucking put in. Yeah, the
1: relationship is based around. Oh yeah, we mutually peeped on each other. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we have a chat?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, I've seen you. I saw you. Like they're both fucking. They're both looking at each other, <laughs> and they catch eyes through <laughs> the telescopes. Oh shit! He's he on <laughs> there. Yeah. yeah. It's so difficult to accept yeah, because they only continue that, to bring it back. He ramps,
1: he ramps up the scumbaggery <laughs> when we hear when, when Kyle is chatting to him and he's not getting much response. And so then he goes, hey, you watching her again? You see your tits yet or something like that? And I'm like... Okay, so not only there's not only is Furlong peeping on her, but he's
0: telling other people that he's peeping on her. Oh mate, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching the girl across the street for months. <laughs> I think we're almost at relationship status. Yeah, yeah. What's she like? I don't know. She looks all right, but I haven't
1: spoken to her yet. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs>
0: so that whole thing fucks up that that relationship because I continue to try and bring it back. Yeah. In the in the back end of the last half hour they kind of bring it up the whole I love you type of thing. Yep. It's like this is bullshit, it's not earned at all. No, not at all.
1: Which is a, a, a big problem yes. with the film. Correct.
0: <laughs> I- had a big, big giggle at the teacher. Oh, yeah. He brings Eddie Furlong in after his his um, horror movie club has been watching some sort of disgusting horror film. <laughs> the, the the principal brings him in and tells him the clubs. Why do you like watching these things? And Eddie Furlong's like, oh, you know, I don't know. You know, they're good to watch. And he's like, is it like smoking a marijuana cigarette, or watching pornography and getting an erection, and going out and raping someone? <laughs> like, that went real dark. <laughs> <laughs> Real quickly, yeah. you said that. I didn't say that. <laughs>
1: like, I used the word it's an escape on it, or the words it's an escape. <laughs> the to escape, like smoking a marijuana cigarette and escaping, watching porn and.
0: Getting in an erection and raping people. I mean, <laughs> hey, me. shit. Mate, fuck fuck out, yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you lose that. You fucking keep that to yourself, mate, because that's got nothing to do with me. Yeah, yeah.
1: And let's not forget that we are led to believe that after one of the one of the murders, Frank Langella goes to the school and talks to everyone, so I'm assuming he talks to the principal. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, principal? Ah, these fucking
0: teenagers are yeah,
1: yeah. porn and raping and Oh, <laughs> My girl's shit, on uh... the phone.
0: My girl's on the phone guard. Look, I couldn't really find any suspect In fact, the principle is, yeah, he's possible for something look, else.
1: Just uh, due diligence, let's fingerprint that guy.
0: Like, just, just in case,
1: because there's a couple of screws loose up there.
0: Yeah, he's a fucking, he's a loon. He goes right off his fucking tree. Yeah, you fucking, he's, he's
1: chatting to you about something, and he just goes right off the air. Fucking, I don't know, What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah,
0: I'd be like, yeah, look, i got to leave. <laughs> i got to go, i got to class Yeah. Yep. Why do they show the, that there's a sequence where Furlong's riding riding home from school and he's fucking souped up <laughs> souped up <laughs> that he's got. Yeah. And he comes across a crime scene I think you know, Blake's been hit by a by a car or something like that. Yep. And the, you know the, the ambos and the people are taking him away and there's blood on the road and then Furlong looks at the blood and we flash back again to the car accident mm. and it's like we've we know that what this is. Yeah, we know that. Why do we need it? We don't need this, and they never really appropriately address all that. No. Because the whole idea is that he obviously feels some sort of guilt, or you know, is the death of his mum really sort of stuffed him round? Yeah, and the I don't know it, what, There's a link clearly to. I mean,
1: the the messages around how he sees. I don't know, maybe the value of his life and other people's lives when he's watching the movies and how that blurs the lines when he starts playing the game and things like that. But yeah, it's never really it's never really fully developed. Um, but yeah, like you said, but why, why do we need to, why do we need to go to the flashbacks again? Yeah. You know, like when we see the car accident and see him uncomfortable near it, we kind of know. Yeah. It was only 10 minutes after we had the, <laughs> the first
0: flashback, but, wasn't it? But lean into that stuff. Like, yeah, lean into the whole idea that he's <clears throat> he's traumatised, and yes. this is part of his process. The film, I think, kind of skirts around it and is trying to say something about that. Well, the way that the message breaks breaks
1: out, it's it it leaves the accident stuff in the dust, sort of. Mm. That's what I. Well, that's the way I saw it, anyway.
0: Yeah, I just didn't understand that because it did never really resolves anything. Yeah, correct. Jared, you mentioned it before. The POV, which was the best part of the film, where he wanders into the house and he goes up gets the knife and he goes upstairs and he finds a guy sleeping on the bed. The trickster kind of pushes him, kill him, kill him, kill him. Yep. And so he does and he stabs him in the back and fucking old mate leaps it. the the, 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 (laughs) The sequence is going well. Yeah, yeah. It's building some tension. It's building some suspense. Yep. And it's pushing things a little bit and it could have been quite horrific. Yeah. And
1: then it begins with the bloke flopping over in bed to the (laughs) straight. And then, as you said, once he gets stabbed,
0: (laughs) he leaps out of bed and (laughs) fucking. Scrambles against <laughs> the wall and falls over everything. It's just—it's comical.
1: He starts flying around the room like a—I don't know—like a bloody deadite from Evil Dead or something. Yeah, like yeah. He's clinging kind of, from one end to the other. It's
0: just comical, and I, I can only assume that's not what they were intending.
1: No, I thought. Well, I thought it would have been much more effective if that was kind of shocking.
0: Yeah, just stabbed him, and you just saw it from POV. Yeah, or something and, like that. And then he looks down. Yeah, and he's—he's he's dead. You know? Yeah. Preferably something without
1: the Nordberg esque <laughs> yeah. performance. Stepping uh, a bear <laughs> trap.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah, definitely. But he then saws his foot off, mm-hmm. uh, which again could have been added to that shocking moment, but it's undone by the comical crap that comes beforehand. Yes. Also, before. if you're going to saw a bloke's foot off and you're going to put it in the freezer. At least wrap it, maybe <laughs> pop it underneath the fucking frozen peas or yeah, something. As you said, you hide like, it, hide it. <laughs> yeah, bag of peas,
1: something in front of it. I know
0: your dad's not home. But <laughs> he's coming home in a couple of days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He opens the freezer to get some bloody fish fingers Especially
1: out. Especially given that you know he says the, the, the whole brain scan thing starts off with "Oh, you're going to commit a murder or whatever," and then it says, "And you're going to think like a killer, cover the trail." And okay, so just covering <laughs> the trail involve just placing the foot in plain sight in the freezer. So your dad walks in thinking, yeah. "Oh, geez, I might have a couple of fish fingers for dinner." Yeah. And then oh, "Oh, Jesus, <laughs> what's this? Oh, frozen foot."
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I had another thing about the trickster here, just saying he was the absolute worst. But uh, we've already covered that. Yeah, yeah, I, don't, I think we've we've made that known. I also, just just further on from the trickster, adding to the trickster's crap, <laughs> once again, they come back to him in that scene where he's eating. Mm-hmm. You know, like Eddie Furlong's been out doing something, and he comes back and the trickster's eating, like, raw chickens and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. And once again, I'm asking, is this supposed to be funny?
1: Yeah. Did that just... What is this? Again, that, that's where the tone just went off the bloody wall. And anything <laughs> that we were developing with this kind of him being shocked by what he's doing with the, the killing and stuff just went all over the place. Yeah.
0: Like, and I the trickster brings no sort of menace or scariness to any of it. No. And so when you no come back all. and he's eating like a fucking pig in his bedroom, <laughs> what what are you trying to achieve?
1: Yeah, that's where I was kind of getting lost with why we had this character at all. Mm. And I felt like you said, maybe maybe just the disembodied voice or if you're gonna play him, play him very differently. Don't have him doing any of that shit. Have him talking to talking to Furlong and not Almost much like
0: else. he's, as you said, his conscience.
1: Yeah. Or something talking like that. To him in
0: his ear, or he's just this
1: shadowy figure. Yeah. In I the dark I certainly wouldn't his room. have certainly wouldn't have to borrow the great, you know, Tommy Lee's words, <laughs> I certainly wouldn't have fucking sanctioned his buffoonery <laughs> with all this kind <laughs> of
0: no. With all this nonsense. No, and if I'm John Flynn. Cut! Yeah. We're not doing that again. Yeah, yeah. Kill you the, will stop
1: doing yeah, that. Kill shit. the chicken, kill the plate of food, fucking get yeah, rid of the Get lot rid of, of, rid of, of it. a lot of it. We're or just, just fucking again. standing there and we're just gonna talk. <laughs> what about the red mullet? Get rid of the red get mullet. The <laughs> mullet. Get the red mullet. Get pants? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Keep the pants. I'll keep the pants.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. look, I'll, I'll use them tonight. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of go away from the POV too.
1: Yeah, they when do. he
0: plays the other
1: discs. And I get the sense, I, I understand why, but I would have kept, as I said, I would have kept a POV a bit longer and got him sort of comfortable in it somewhat and then maybe transition to, okay, well, it's just him when we get the sense that that's what's happening. But I
0: think you could have still... Run! I, I get why they did it, because they had other people following him and that, and you were trying to sort of find out where all that was going. But couldn't you have still done it? Yeah. Couldn't you have still done some POV and then
1: chucked in a couple of, like, those reverse um, shots of just Furlong's face as yeah. he's walking through it or whatever? Yeah, like, or... Because as soon as you put him in there, it kind of killed any of that
0: Yeah. tension. Because one thing is you got the POV where he's running from the cops and they're out and about... Ted Hollis... Yeah, fucking shit, Earl. <laughs> 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 yeah. Fucking killed Ted
1: Hollis. Like and the whole, yeah, Earl and, the, Earl and the gang fucking yeah, striped With their again. guns and
0: stuff. That would have actually made for quite... I don't know if it would have been sphincter sort of muscle tightening, but it would have been more... The feeling would have been heightened by the fact that you were kind of almost in his shoes. Yeah. And I think...
1: I mean again, coming back to what I felt the message of the film was, that totally would have fit. Putting you into the shoes of it, like that's that's what it was saying to us, wasn't it? Like I'll get onto that in a minute, but I felt like that yeah, it was it was saying you're you're basically in the shoes. You're becoming living
0: vicariously through this yeah, you we're blurring
1: these lines here, you know? So it seemed to fit. So what was
0: your issue with the, the message?
1: Okay, so my issue with the message was that it seemed to be that this was definitely kind of one of those films that was sort of saying that you do become desensitized to these these things and playing video games and losing connection to other people turns you into a fucking serial killer or <laughs> so. Maybe not, you know, it's obviously not that extreme, but this this in the in the film it was that extreme. Yeah. But it's kind of clumsy in a lot of ways because I mean number one, we it, it was at a time when people were like, oh, fuck, you play Mortal Kombat, you're going to turn into a fucking raving lunatic. <laughs> we know that's utter fucking crap. Um, yeah. So it hasn't aged well from that that sense. And this is where I had issues with the the characterizations of the the horror kids. For one, I felt they were fucking ridiculously out of touch, like the way that, that, that Kyle spoke and the way that they talked about the movies and the games and shit mm-hmm. was, was way off. But that it's putting a negative spin on this, but it's doing it while you're watching a fucking horror movie. Yeah. So and this is I mean, this is no different to, this was kind of you know, built on the the Freddies and the and the uh and, and the the kill sequences or whatever, which is kind of that exploitation y stuff anyway. Hmm and then of course as we said the fucking the better alternative he goes over to the party he disconnects and fucking smashes his computer and stuff and then he goes to the party where there's a number of fucking ball bags laying passed out <laughs> next to a fucking keg of beer mm-hmm. so you're saying that's the better alternative yeah let's connect with people and get shit faced yeah. <laughs> and we hear somebody <laughs> at the toilet go <laughs> and chugging up his like, lungs yeah, no, I'm not judging that I'm sitting here with a beer in my head at yeah, the moment ex- but, exactly. but it's like it's, it's the message was uh, I well, felt well it was, you can't make That
0: message over here about violence and and have this message about... Exactly. Where alcohol and stuff is... Yeah. You you can't have that message.
1: I felt that part in particular was clumsy. I felt it was heavy-handed and I felt it was from a... It was heavy-handed. It's a message that has clearly been fucking... Pushed to the side I mean some people Still go with this Violent video games Nonsense Which I think Is pretty well I'm not saying Obviously we're gamers And I'm not saying There's not such a thing As gaming addiction And that that it can actually Be dangerous For certain people But I mean fuck It's just like anything A bit of moderation None of that shit's All that bad for you And It was doing it through an avenue that it's basically telling you is not very good.
0: Yeah. The whole thing was was really heavy-handed.
1: Maybe maybe. I misread it, but that's what it felt like with me, and especially with sequences like at the end where he actually – he fucking joins up with the trickster. And it's like that to me said, you fucking – Continuing to you're watch these things, that you're becoming trickster. what you're watching and all this yeah. sort of stuff. And then, you know, again, the, the pretty explicit stuff at the end where he finishes up with a game and fucking smashes all that shit and decides to go and join the party where all these people that he hasn't be, been fucking socialising with are hanging out and passing out.
0: You <laughs> don't guess. know him either. We don't so know it's him, a exactly. Like, Strange it's, kind of way of dealing with it. Yeah. Coming back to the effects... Bloody good, weren't they? Oh, they were shocking. <laughs> like the bit
1: where he words with the trickster. Yeah. They they were sparing in some ways, but whenever the his computer system's going and- Yeah. Like it's just the classic 90s bloody tech.
0: Yeah. And again, um, it's that whole idea that this, this looks good. Yeah. But it, it may have looked good in 94, possibly. Yeah. But it- it doesn't age well. There's a lot of a problem with this and Ghost in the Machine, apart from being shit movies. <laughs> the technical side of it, although which may have looked good back then, immediately dates the film. So a year later, you're looking at it going, oh, my God.
1: Yeah. You know? Any sense of uh, time between it, the advancements in technology make all this shit look fucking ridiculous. Like it did with Ghost in the Machine. Any of the tech that he's using shows that the people that r- were writing it kind of overestimated the tech, didn't kind of really understand what the limitations were, and what well, it kind in the of room felt that
0: this was where pe- where you know young people were interested in. Yeah. Yeah, you know this this high high tech kind of. <laughs> Film stuff, uh, yeah. filming like stuff involving high technology yep. that was all happening in the nineties, which probably wasn't really correct. No, uh, and I mean this is—I mean, you watch
1: a movie like this, and it was out out at a, at a similar time to a game like Night Trap. Yeah, it did cause a lot of controversy and does have kind of resemblances to what he's doing in the movie in some ways. Yeah. So, I mean, it was—you can see it's of the time, and it was kind of on the mark in some aspects like that. But yeah. With the time
0: between it, it doesn't look all that good. No, I felt that the whole it' was all a dream was really kind of undercutting everything well, like you come it kind it, of it, felt felt like
1: I must say I did feel like at some point it was gonna be yeah, he's gonna come out of the game, yeah, and everything's gonna be as it was, so yeah, it was a bit of a it was expected, I guess. Yeah, it didn't really throw but a lot it of surprises. But it means
0: there was it. no real sort of. You couldn't cling to any stakes. Or no whatever, real you know, stakes. He didn't yeah. have to. He didn't have to convince the girl that he didn't do this. Yeah, yeah. Or he didn't have to convince the cop that he wasn't. He was innocent, or yeah, and, and convince people of who the trickster was. And maybe in a way, maybe maybe that was a good thing, because that mm. would have been too hard to convince anyone.
1: But I feel like it would have been, as you said, it would have been better, better. In terms of the stakes and the and, and where we went with it, yeah, I probably would have preferred that he was kind of working around that. that yes, there was an element of of blending it with the real life, you know.
0: Hmm. So I felt I, I was a little bit disappointed in that, and the last bit the the movie ends on some shocking new metal. It goes, <laughs> <laughs> it goes to credits with this new metal crap that seems to have been played throughout. Oof. 1994. Oof. Tough year. Yeah. Tough year.
1: Yep. did you have anything else <clears throat> no I think that was uh, that was everything for me alright All right. well that was brain scan from 94 You want it, do you want to just chuck shocker straight in the <laughs> blu-ray now
0: look I need some time to process, you know, process <laughs> get my bearings okay. get my strength back before I watch fair
1: the enough soccer. There's a lot right. of features, though. We got a lot of. I know,
0: I know. It's a it's a special edition. I noticed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which seems extremely strange. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, uh, waste of time. Yeah, I would not, have
0: said. Not, yeah, I mean, some of us will buy these things.
1: <laughs> well, Like I said, you put the you stack the kindling.
0: I loaded the fucking gun, but you're firing of the trigger. <laughs> yep. All right. You can find us on Podomatic, iTunes, and Spotify. Send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. We're on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia and at Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. We're also on Instagram at ThrillMePodcastau. Make sure you rate and review us on iTunes and Podomatic. Uh, keep an ear out for our next episode and keep an eye on the Facebook page to see what that will be. But until then, take it easy and we'll catch up with everyone later. See, see you, sausage dig. <laughs> Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.